Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Meow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals, and let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. This is your host, Anne McDaniels of SoCal Sweat. This episode features Hollywood stuntman, Jervan Swerve Bramble, who pushes himself to always stay in fighting shape for the cameras. And his endless pursuit to push his own body to the max of his top physicality through his training, workouts, and nutrition. Jervan Swerve Bramble is a professional Hollywood stuntman who has appeared in everything from Dune and SWAT to Ant-Man and Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Swerve is trained as a dancer and trickster, stunt performer and actor who is fluent in different styles of street dance and performance art. Mastering the art of b-boying or breakdancing, hip-hop and crump dance styles, he's also practiced various forms of martial arts for the last 13 years, taekwondo, boxing and kung fu to be exact. Also in gymnastics and tricking for the last eight years. He also grew up playing sports through high school and college with focus on football, basketball, volleyball, and lacrosse. And now I'm very excited to introduce you to Jervan Swerve Bramble, Hollywood stuntman. Stuntman, actor, Jervan Swerve Bramble. How are you today? I'm doing great, and thank you. Good, thank Thanks you so for much for coming me. on, absolutely. Um, Jervan and I worked together on a video game commercial. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that was a fun one. Yeah, it was a fun one. We bonded in the green room. I think there was somebody on on set that we were like, <laughs> I was annoyed with. And oh yeah, were, yeah. And you were <laughs> you were fun. <laughs> oh like, my goodness, you kept me in my lane, which is very very good, oh. and I appreciate that. So, Jervan, the stunt world in Hollywood is very complicated to get into, as we know. And when someone says, "I'm a stunter," A lot of people are like, oh my God, how'd you get into that? It is not an easy thing. Um, not only do you have to have the athletic background, you have to have you know, the professionalism and the training. Could you please tell me a little bit about your history in sports and martial arts and dancing and how you, what did you see that really got you into the stunt world and how did you get here? Sure, well, um, so a lot of people, uh, like you said, they, it's, it's, a lot of people are pretty confused on how to become a stunt performer. Um, uh, and it takes a little bit of time to understand the, the system behind it. It's not necessarily like acting or um, dance work or any other industry actually within Hollywood um, because you're not like looking for an agent or something. Um, generally speaking, most stunt performers have uh, a background in one specialized field and this is specifically for america there's other countries that have different things like in the uk or australia where you can actually go through different courses and they have different levels um if you're coming from no background of stunts at all and you can actually get a specific training but here in america we're usually specialized so usually that means that stunt performers are coming from a a, a background uh 
depending on their sport uh, or their field. So like you said, if they're very athletic and they used to do martial arts all growing up, like I did, I did uh, Taekwondo all the growing up, Kung Fu. Um, I was training for about 13 years and then I got into breaking. Um, a lot of people know it as break dancing. Um, I'm a B-boy. Um, and so I traveled the world uh, with that for 10 years. Also, and so, yeah, yeah, I did. Into, that's, uh, I also do uh, a multitude of different types of uh, street performance arts and street dancing, um, including hip hop, crump, and breaking. Um, and so after going overseas and traveling and, and competing in breaking, then I came back in about 2000, end of 2014, 2015, and I was like, well, um, don't really feel like getting a nine to five. LA is right there. I had graduated from University of Riverside, UCR. So I was like, it's about an hour away. Let me see um, how can I can uh, get into this industry a bit. And a friend had informed me and he just gave me the website LA Casting. And just from that website, my whole career just took off. So um, I was able to submit and get in through my dancing. Um, and after a year of commuting uh, for an hour and a half back and forth to Riverside, building up my resume, um, I didn't limit myself just to dance. I did acting, uh, voice acting, modeling, uh, basically whatever I could do. And um, I also, of course, did was able to get into a little bit of stunts, stunt work, um, because I kept on seeing that come up, and it it clicked on me. I was like, oh yeah, this is a this is a thing that I can do. So, but it was the question. It was the ever reigning question of how do I get into stunts? How do you get into stunts? How do you do it? And honestly, it just comes back to where you're training. And I would train at a place called Jam, Joining All Movement. It's a tricking and parkour gym. Uh, some of you may know it. Um, also, Tempest Free Running. I didn't necessarily go there that much, um, but that's a parkour gym in the same area and LA Valley College. Those are some main areas that a lot of people in my specialty of flips and tricking and breaking and such they usually train at now for other stunt performers uh they may have a background in high diving or they may have a background in driving like car stunts and such so um yeah it just depends on where you would want to get into so you have obviously you're very diversified so if mm -hmm. you were to say your main because a lot of a lot of times stunt coordinators want like certain people to just do specific things and how do you avoid the stereotype of that like oh Javan is he's our trickster he's our parkour but you also do i mean you could play an nfl player how do you how do you advertise yourself as far as like the whole gamut because basically you can do anything right so when you initially come in as a stunt performer like i said you have that one specialty but if you treat yourself like a business like most of us do in in this industry you want more tools to have in your shop. You want more uh, product so that people will want to purchase from you. So of course, you're going to have your specialty that you're very good at and that you know you'll get hired for. But if you want to get hired more, then you start uh, advancing in tra uh, training in different other aspects. So a lot of stunt performers will expand on their skill sets 
such as doing high falls, fire burns, learning how to drive, motorcycles, high diving, skydiving, uh, I mean, uh, scuba diving, every type of diving, skateboarding, uh, any kind of thing that you want to do that you would see in different movie scenes, etc. And then you create a reel from that, just like actors have their reels, stunt performers have their reels. Um, and it's a little bit more important for us, I would say, um, just because we don't have agent representation. So generally that's what we're sending to uh, stunt coordinators in order to get hired so they can see that we have the skill sets, multiple skill sets. And they can direct book, book you for the most part. So if you work with somebody who's, you know, he's been in for 25 years, he can always go to you and always rely on you. You get repeat bookings. Yep, so it's yep. basically just building up your business. Now, yeah. I really want to ask you about the physical training. Obviously, you're constantly sharp and attending classes. What do you do every day for workouts? And how do you, do you always train specifically for the movie coming up? So um, I, since we're more freelance, um, we don't specifically train for a movie unless it's something that you know that you're going to be on for, you're going to be on core team, what we call core team. So um, you'll be on the team from the beginning from prep to uh, rehearsals and um, previs and then the actual shoot. So that may be from anywhere for as long as the movie is going for. So it could be an eight month run. And if you know you're particularly doubling for somebody, then you would train to stay at their body shape and level, et cetera. But generally most stunt performers um, aren't doing that. Um, and we're given a lot of either daily or weekly jobs. And um, so we got to be ready for any kind of job or activity. So um, again, it does depend on the art that you're training in. If you're uh, a car driver and you're a drifter and you're spending a ton of money on parts and tires, et cetera, um, you may be going to the track maybe once a week uh, or a couple times a month. It depends on how your um, schedule is and what you're doing um, in order to keep your skills sharp because it costs a lot of money. The easiest um, and cheapest to do are the free arts or the the cheaper arts like martial arts and just paying for a gym membership and training with either other performers or from an actual martial arts school that you trust, um, expanding on your abilities. So for me, I, I'm a fight guy. I like to do fights, fight scenes and such. So I train in a lot of different martial arts and currently I do boxing, jujitsu and taekwondo as my main forms of martial arts that I really train hard in. Amazing. Boxing is my favorite. Um, and with the gymnastics and the tricking work that you can do, I mean, you can completely do like Jackie Chan types of moves with the flips and the, in the, that's right. amazing. Now yeah. also, are you trained in at all in any kind of weapons with martial arts or weapons, you know, for like a cop scenes or things like that? Right. So, um, just like, you know, in the, in the industry, we do get, um, stereotyped. And so, um, they do, I usually get booked for a lot of either um, gangster or thug number four roles. Or you do, you do very well at that. I love your <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or I get uh, military roles. And so I've done a lot of tactical training. Um, and you, you're training at the range or you're training different types of military types of things. Um, I got my skydiving license so I can, um, if I get military roles and I got a jump into the water parachute out and get and do some military scenes i have that on lock oh. as well 
Um, and that's the one thing that I really do enjoy about stunts. It's that it keeps on opening up avenues. Before I got into this career, I wasn't really thinking about getting my skydiving license. And um, not to say that I will be having to do a lot of skydiving in films and scenes, but at least it opened up my idea to be able to do that. So it's always ever expanding. Whenever we make money, we reinvest in ourselves in order to increase our skill sets. Absolutely. And a lot of people will just rest on a couple skills. And I love that you're always forward thinking, looking at what's going to be coming out in films and what you can, what you can lend that to. That's, that's amazing. Now, how are you, how do you stay healthy during these things? Because when I was on Ad Astra, I saw uh, there were several, I was eating, I was at craft services with several of the Brad Pitts and they were all in the same um, exact white astronaut suit. And some were like leaner and buffer than others. And they were all drinking this electrolyte little, little tube of just like keeping themselves hydrated because we were going for so long in these shoots. It was very hot. And what types of things, because sometimes like, for example, I mean, some of the desert fights or some of the desert scenes for military took Mm -hmm. place, you know, as we know, north of LA where there's, where it looks like a desert, it can look like Afghanistan. Yeah. We as actors, I mean, it's always glamorous on the outside. We are out there, like Westworld. Some of the Westworld has some of the most difficult and challenging. I mean, it's a gorgeous, you know, gorgeous piece of work, but it's can be very difficult. People get dehydrated and, and heat stroke. And I think the yep. public has no idea what we go through. I mean, obviously, no one's holding a gun to our head to tell us we have to do it, but you know, it's something we love. Yeah. How do you stay for the most hydrated? Because you're always in fantastic shape and mm-hmm. and for our audience people like like Jervan and I always have to stay camera ready no matter what, even <laughs> yeah. whatever role it is. So what are some ways that you can instruct the audience to always stay healthy? Um, so, so for me, it comes down to two things. Um, and I can split them into two things, obviously the exercise portion and then the dietary portion. Um, and it may come as a surprise, but both I despise. <laughs> I hated working out in the gym. I can't... And it's, a, it's, it's more of a mental thing. I can't do things in repetitive action. Um, and what I found as, grew up, as I was growing up, you know, I needed to, I can't be on a treadmill, I can't lift weights. I need to learn something while I'm doing. Um, and so that's why I was so invested more into the martial arts and the tricking, because every time I'm going out and I'm working out, I'm training, I'm learning some new things. So, and after I'm doing that, I can do it for forever. So my, I'll give you an example of my schedule. Um, I was training at another uh, training facility for the last couple of years. And in my first year of training, um, I, at this stunt gym, I was on a schedule that was a little bit more Spartan than most. Um, they would have, I would get to the gym around 6.30 a.m. And I would be training um, boxing for an hour and then an uh, hour and a half of judo uh, and then another hour and a half of jujitsu or two hours of jujitsu. And then we would have like another hour of uh, free gym training and such. So it would be either five to six hours in the morning from 6.30 to 11.30 or 12.30 PM. I would get home. I would take a shower, eat breakfast at one to 2 PM, <laughs> um, take a nap for a couple hours, um, work um, from my laptop. And then I would go to Taekwondo from seven to eight. And then I would head over to jam to train from 8.30 to 11 p.m. And then I would come back home, have my dinner at around 12.30 and be in bed at 2.30 a.m. and back up again at 6 a.m. to do it. And this was my daily for a year. 
um, in training. And so I was getting at least eight hours a day of real physical training. So I wasn't really consistently um, caring necessarily about my diet. I was eating about one and a half times a day. So this moves over to the diet, uh, Terry thing. I would, I was not necessarily always thinking about, I need to diet. It's just, I, when you know, when you get into work and stuff, you don't think about it. You don't think about uh, the food that you're taking in, but I was eating like pasta, chicken, uh, beef, and that's usually what kept me like going. Um, but actually over COVID I did, uh, something called a water fast, uh, cause I wanted to check out to see how to manipulate my body in different ways. And I had heard about the effects. My friend was coming off of a 30 day water and juice fast. And he was after two hours of training at a breaking session, he was like, yeah, I'm the strongest I've ever been. I dropped 12 pounds. I was doing, uh, pushups and handstand pushups and right in front of me, like crazy, he was cranking them out. And he was like, yeah, this is the best strongest I've ever been really intrigued me. I had heard about it a year ago. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I did five days. I was like, let me just test it out before I had to work on Dune 2020 coming up. Um, and so I did a day of inter a few days of intermittent fasting where I just eat once a day. And then I went for five days just drinking water. Now you mentioned electrolytes. You cannot do this water fast without drinking the water with electrolytes. So I had got uh, specialized water uh, that had magnesium, potassium, um, and that saved me. And I lost 14 pounds. Um, my body stopped clicking. My knees started getting rejuvenated. Old injuries were healed. My skin cleared up. And it was just five days. And that really got me thinking about like, wow, I dropped from 210 to close to 193 um, in five days, uh, mind you. Uh, I was really impressed and I was like, of course, I want to be able to think about how I can do this, how I can manipulate my body going up and down in weight in such a quick time if I have to do that for a roll or doubling or something without having to starve myself, even though I wasn't necessarily super hungry, but I still wanted to figure out how to do that. So I looked in a, um, one of these documentaries that's on Netflix, an athletic documentary about veganism, and I've been playing Game with the different stuff. It's my hmm? favorite. Game Changers. Yes, yes, yes. Love yes. So, uh, I love that show. <laughs> yeah, one of my other uh, stunt uh, friends uh, told me about it. And so it was good. Um, I'm not a vegan completely, but I had grown up with a vegetarian and meat lifestyle as I was younger. And I was like, What's important for me is that if I'm going to eat only like a few times a day or something, each meal has to be good. <laughs> I want it to taste good. So I'm not going to replace the chicken and beef unless it's something that I really like. So I found the things that I enjoyed. So usually during the week nowadays, I'll eat vegan, um, like with impossible meat. That's that tastes really good. I love that. Um, along with my basic uh, regular diet and then on the weekend. So if I want to eat out, I'll eat chicken and beef and stuff like that. So that's basically my diet, quote unquote. And I just drink usually um, because of the water fast. It really showed me how much the potassium water saved me uh, in my life and how really good it helped me because it helped me through the time, like when I was tired or when I was feeling a little bit um, worse than usual, I just drank some of that water, soup me right up. So now I just basically just drink water. I don't drink any soda or anything like that. Um, that's, it's, it's, it's become natural for me. So that's oh pretty much. Gosh, that's mm -hmm. so interesting. Um, obviously that doesn't work for everybody. And as you no. know, as we kind of discussed, our jobs are basically like professional athletes. I mean, honestly, mm -hmm. we have to 
it's not like, oh, I don't want to do this. You have to. I mean, we are our calling card. We have to look like like we are. Um, that is obviously could be very dangerous. Um, and I'm glad it worked for you for five days. Do you, could you see yourself going? And your friend did it for for a month, you said? Yeah, he did water, grape juice, and apple juice fast and just that. Okay, so at least there were sugars and some kind of... Yeah, he had a little bit because he even said, he was like, oh man, you just did five days of just straight water. That's hard, you know? Sure. I did my research before, like definitely research it a little bit. There's a ton of YouTube videos of people doing five, seven, 10 day challenges of water. Mm -hmm. Some people do it with just tea, you know, water and tea and stuff like that. And um, I would say it was more of the the regeneration effects that really got me into it. I didn't, I wasn't looking for weight loss. I was just looking to see how I can heal old injury. Yeah. Cause you got ripped. I'm sure every muscle, yep. every muscle <laughs> cause people always yeah. wonder how do you get ripped? Well, the whole mm-hmm. thing is it's the muscle is a certain, you can just grow the muscle, but if there's a fat layer over that muscle, no one's yep. going to look ripped no matter how many ab work. If you do thousands and millions of crunches, you have yeah. to get rid of that visceral fat over the abs, mm. as you and I both know. So, okay, for, so what was your first, like, real meal after that five-day water fast? Oh, I had a steak. <laughs> Good for you. I had a... I, Good I for started, you. Uh, yeah, I had a, a huge steak. and a, Like, they say to take it easy going no, back in. I had an apple for 30 minutes. I was like, all right, my stomach's okay. All right, we're gonna go. <laughs> I cooked a huge steak. It was. Great. I'm surprised you started with an apple because sometimes that can be so acidic on a on an empty stomach. But it was more of the tasting because you haven't eaten anything for five days and yes. you wanted to really feel that juiciness and just like it. It was like, wow, okay, this is food again. <laughs> for sure, I've done a lot of hosting at bodybuilding competitions, and I always the the Germans because I'm always like in the you know green rooms and stuff like that. The Germans are always. Um, eating apples and chewing them and spitting them out just to get that sweet taste because you can mm-hmm. get swole with the sugar right before you go on stage. So, oh, right. well, and what kind of steak did you get? Did you go to like, like, I just got Ralph's. I, I, I cooked it myself. So okay. I had oh, put so. some, <laughs> yeah, I made my own little special concoction and stuff. When but it, I made it a cheesesteak. I put oh. cheese on it. Cumin. It was like, it Good was like a you. curry type of steak that I made. Did you inhale it or enjoy it? Oh, I, I, I enjoyed it. I sat there and just chewed and savored every (laughs) every bite. Absolutely. Well, I do a lot of intermittent fasting as well. Where, how do you recommend getting through plus because the fact that I've, I've been injured, I, cause I, I'm a, I'm a two a day workout person. So the fact that I'm so injured, I'm not able to do that. I mean, I'm doing, I'm working everything around it, believe me. And I love boxing and I'm not really able to box with this left hand, with this left arm properly. Um, but because of that, I'm like, you know what, that's, that's a, I can't, the calorie surplus and deficits got to measure out because right. when I get back in, I need to be camera ready. How do you get through those? Cause sometimes you can get through that time, especially if you're doing that much activity and doing the water fast, how in the world do you not faint? And you, when you get that stomach where it's like, you're like, Oh my God, I'm going to kill somebody. I'm so hangry at right. this point. But you said you just drink some water and you're fine. Yeah. So for that five day water fast, that was the only time that I did it. I just want to make that clear. Like I've only done, I did it like a few months ago, never did it again <laughs> yet. Um, but I'm not against it. I, I did certain intermittent fasting. Um, like I would drink uh, water for the most of the day and then I would have one big meal um, after just to really see the, to test, I was still testing out to see how fast I can fluctuate with my body weight going up and down and my size, the mass. Um, and I really saw that when I took in carbs, 
like I would blow up really quickly. And then I would, um, if I just eliminated them, then I would get, I would shrink in size again. So Mm -hmm. it was interesting because I was like, oh, I thought it was the meat that was really doing it, but it was actually the carbs. Um, But um, yeah, I would say uh, definitely do things at your pace. I didn't work out or train for the first two days of the intermittent fast, or I mean of the five-day water fast. On the third day though, I woke up and I was felt like Superman. I had huge amounts of energy. And I was like, this is, this is amazing. This is strange, but this is great. And I was able to train. I still took my time uh, at night, but I was able to go and go to breaking class uh, training and, and got to crank out a couple hours and it was really good. Um, so when you're injured, that's a big thing because as athletes, we're always injured, you know, like, um, but the thing that I really enjoy about, um, at least with stunts and dance uh street dance performance we always have the saying is like there's always something that you can work on and uh it's really like of course i've had some pretty bad injuries myself but i don't think there's ever been a time in my life that i haven't been able to find one thing that i could work on um and a lot of people think that you have to be in the gym in order to work on something and not necessarily even in COVID, uh, there was things that I was like, okay, I can work on my flexibility more. I wanted to get um, uh, split, super splits or uh, more flexible in different range or more range in different things. You know, and that'll still break your sweat or just doing things very slowly in different positions. And I, this is obviously, I think it's like yoga theory. Um, I guess they do things very, very slowly. And it's harder, you know, very it's a lot so. <laughs> It's a lot harder. So you don't have to be like running like crazy to break a sweat, you know, like to exercise. You can be doing things at a very, very slow pace like Tai Chi and you'll get your workout. <laughs> you'll get, you you'll do get yoga? your training. I don't. I, I need to. <laughs> I have a ton of few classes, like but I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. But I will say that um, uh, there was one thing that um, while we were doing um, previs uh, for Dune, uh, Roger Yon, he was the stunt coordinator. Um, he led us uh, every day through about an hour, hour and a half of um, a mixture of yoga and martial arts training that was the most amazing stuff that I've ever done because he really lets you feel every single fiber and muscle in your body. And he was saying he was doing it because he had back problems. So he figured it all out for himself originally and he was just like it was just like literally the the um the compression and extraction of muscles like you're you're um flexing your muscles and contracting it and then you're releasing it uh, in different ways and in different positions and it was tough like all of us stunt performers we were all like this is hard <laughs> and you know as especially after my training you know like you think that you're you're pretty tough but like you go in and you're like this is very very hard but it's simultaneously the most amazing thing because I feel everything in my body and I didn't even realize I could feel like that, you know? And so I wouldn't consider it yoga, but it definitely opened my mind to the different things that I was neglecting mm-hmm. and uh, muscle groups that I was neglecting and the, and the things that I could um, achieve if I worked on them harder. And so. you were probably sore the next day because those are muscles you probably have never accessed or 
if you did, you didn't concentrate solely on those small. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I, I generally don't get sore, super sore unless I've sat on, <laughs> sat around for a bit. Yeah. True. But it was still like, I was like, yeah, I was feeling it for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, a couple of things there. I, I think it's kind of cool. Cause like when you said you have to go in ahead of time and do a workout, I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, but you have to celebrate your energy. That's a lot of energy for a day of set. But it, the way that you described it, it sounds like a yoga and sort of martial arts that's slow. So not only that, but it also kind of gets, get, gets you relaxed and concentrated in the head, it sounds like. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. wow, it sounds like a really interesting way to go around things. But I 100% agree with you as far as you can always find a way to work out. And also, when you said you were sort of in touch with those muscle groups, a lot of problems with people that are lifting weights, sometimes they just like go through the motions of an arm curl. They don't think to themselves, this is the bicep contracting and the right. bicep, and then the tricep contracting. Just, and that really helps you get more in tune with your body. And you know, I myself, when I was in the hospital for so long, my dad was on the phone. He's like, McDaniels, squeeze those glutes the entire time mm. you're in the hospital, work the abs. And I, and I did. And oh, I had great. a Peloton delivered to my, to my place mm. while I was in the hospital. I mean, I couldn't use it for seven months, mm. but, but still, I, I love what you said. And, and a lot of people losing the gym, well, there's a million things you can do with the viral videos. I mean, I've told friends, especially girls who just don't want to lift, mm. take some water bottles and curl them during commercial breaks and do some squats. There's always something. So yeah. I love what you said about that. Um, back to that, back to that diet. Um, it's obviously not recommended for everybody, but for people like you and I that are diehards for things that it's, you know, we just do what we do. Um, kidney problems. I mean, it would sometimes these, like your friend, that might be something that, that could happen. And people have doctors and people have to watch that because one of my friends was on watermelon only trying to cut, 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 cut weight. And, you know, had some bad gastric problems and things like that. So you and I can say this, it's just, you know, be like you said, be cautious for the audience and things like that. That's no, this is super interesting. No, a hundred percent. They, um, they always recommend, I personally didn't do it and I probably should, but they always say, get a doctor's approval, go through, talk to them, sit, you know, and most of us are too lazy. We're just like, Oh, YouTube has the answers. We're (laughs) above it. We don't know. (laughs) But then as, as you said, like, like, because you talk to your mom and you went to the doctor, you don't necessarily know. You may have something that yeah. could, that could really do damage to yourself. There was um, a YouTube video where the guy did it. He tried to do the seven-day water challenge, but he drank the wa- wrong water. He just drank regular filtered water from pet bottles, and he got really sick by the fourth day. He had to quit. It was bad. So, like, it's really important to really do your research and really – check to see if you're if you're good for these things. I wouldn't recommend doing a lot of stuff, but I mean check to see like it's test it out. Try intermittent fasting like you were doing like eat once a day, see if it, and it it again it'll be a challenge to yourself. You'll be like how how strong is my mental? You know, how good is my patience? Do I really need to do it? Do I really need to eat right now? You're going to be playing games with yourself. You're going to talk to yourself. You're like, ah, oh, it's it's okay if I if I break it an hour before it's the same thing. You know, like those kind of things it really tests you, you know, and we push um, harder. We want five more. Yeah. <laughs> but just like Jovan said, just two, two safety cautions. Um, he, you, you definitely did drink, um, electrolytes. You're not just drinking unfiltered water. Yes. I mean, yes. You, you paid attention to your water. And also, like you said before, you were not doing those like six thirty AM to eleven thirty AM workouts or, and then going back in again on that, on that fast. Oh no, no, no. And to reiterate no. what you said, which is very important. It is, 
you you manipulated your body and you chose different different paths while while experimenting with this. But now you can use this in your toolbox to go back to like you need to get super ripped for a role. Boom, you have exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Now I've been I I am fascinated with an upcoming Mike Tyson fight. Fascinated um, when <laughs> when he's going to fight Ray Jones Jr. It is yeah. serious. Now um, a couple of things. Man, he, it's a beast. <laughs> beast. I love him so much. I I can't even. I, I would just worship the ground he walks on. Um, he has been vegan for quite some time. I think it's two or three years. Mm. And and now that he, I didn't know that. yeah, it's super interesting. And now that he's gone back to training, um, he's training with a huge MMA. I think he's from Brazil. Uh, coach, they have incorporated only bison, any other kind of meat. So bison it, to him is the cleanest, and what it's been recommended. Mm. And Mike Mike Tyson said. I've gotten that. He said, I'm fine being vegan, but for some reason when I fight, I just feel a little bit more like almost ferocious with this bison. And mm -hmm. as we know, that's a very clean, very clean um, game animal. So I, I was really interested in that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can feel, I, 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 at least uh, like I'm no scientist in this or whatever, but I've definitely heard people say like the studies is just, you're going to feel the hormones from the meat. You're going to, it's going to be through the, 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 even the act uh, and the mentality of eating uh, another living being, honestly, like it's going sure. to be in your head and that'll make you more um, act out that species. So I can totally understand. And even if it's just mental, like thinking of a lion with like a raw piece of meat, that's right. how I exactly. see what he said. He's just yeah. unbelievable. Um, and also he has an upcoming movie and Jamie Foxx is playing him. Um, and, but they're playing the role where he's like a little larger. So it's, it's, it was a, like, it was, it's kind of a role where it was like after his prime yet, you know, all the, all the stuff that he's, he dealt with, like, you know, mentally and things like that. So I think Jamie Foxx had to put on a bunch of bulk. So, you know, cause usually Jamie's pretty lean and right. Long. Yeah. I was surprised that he was, that he mm -hmm. grabbed that role. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, um, but I think he and Jamie are really good friends. So I oh, think okay. that Jamie was really able to get the mannerisms cause he's a, he's a, he's a master impersonator. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's been like Will Smith him. did for Muhammad Ali, you know, so. totally and didn't see it. that at all before that yeah. i was like holy crap uh, the uh, transformations that actors do is amazing you know exactly at first i was like out of all those actors they picked him but right. he, he really did a good job so yep. and that's why mike tyson said jamie's kind of so close to him that it's almost a little easier but i mm -hmm. think he's had to put on bulk and have you been asked to like especially for certain celebrities that you've doubled for i don't know if you can say any experiences that you've had um, you know, with, with the way you've had to manipulate your body and, or, you know, people that you've covered that have been really interesting. Right. Um, so I, I personally haven't yet. They haven't had me, uh, say like, Hey, you got to gain 15 pounds in, <laughs> in a couple of days, yeah. you know, uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, uh, the longest I doubled was, uh, Giovanna Depo on Jack Ryan season two. Um, and that was in Columbia. And they just needed me to grow out more facial hair. <laughs> they were oh, putting easy. a lot of, yeah, actually it's difficult for me. Oh, that okay. <laughs> yeah, that was, a word. it was hard. Yeah, they were putting on fake hair for a while for me. It was falling, so. my, falling in my food all the time. <laughs> uh, it was hard. Yeah, um, but yeah, he was a little bit stockier um, uh, than me. So I, I'm consciously trying to 
stay as close to the double as I could. And honestly, uh, by the mid to end of the show, everybody was getting us confused. <laughs> like That's they were thinking great. that we were the same, same person, you know? Um, That's a super compliment to you. And did you keep the glue in the facial hair for being more manly in certain areas? <laughs> no, I was, I was after the show, I was like, all right, I'm done. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but Cheers. I actually did, I did keep the, I kept the hair, the beard for a while. Cause I knew how long it took me. Um, and it helped me play. I had almost like a Rick Ross uh, rapper kind of beard. It was sure, really big. perfect. Yeah. Uh, and they had me uh, do a music video uh, for a hip hop artist. Um, and I was supposed to play a, a blood uh, gangster. And when I saw myself in costume on the photo, I was just like, oh, this is crazy. I do not look like myself. Normally. Did you send it to your mom? Yeah, no, I did not. <laughs> she does not. Not A to Z. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but uh, it's in my reel as well. But it was funny because I was like, "Wow, yeah, I was I was pretty big." And I'd say after that, I was I was at the biggest that I've been like um, like physically in a sure. while. Before I did this water fast, I was uh, my shoulders were big. I was really large, and and then, but there's there's always pros and cons, you know. Like uh, since I'm a dancer as well, I still break um, and I still trick that 15 pounds of difference is crazy and it'll do a lot of it's a lot harder to even like I felt like running up the stairs kind of thing you know yeah. even though you're physically fit um and after the water fast I was like dropped the weight I was like just floating upstairs I was like this is only 13 pounds or something but the difference is crazy that my tumbling was higher I was jumping higher it was it was crazy so there is still a, a good balance that you're going to want to be able to keep and that's also a reason why I was like I want to be able to switch my weight as as quickly as I can as I want to without having to like just be in a, a sweatsuit <laughs> and exactly. like kill myself. Go to a sauna. And yeah. Like and and let me be honest, like I don't drink, I don't smoke, but my vice is uh <laughs> I eat ice cream and cookies like <laughs> like crazy. Oh, I love ice cream and cookies. Yeah. So I never real I that's why I always say like I never diet. I don't count calories. I don't um like uh, count my weight or I mean for food I don't weigh out my food I don't do the five times eating a day my ex used to do that she was from a bodybuilding family so yes. and she was a model as well so she she's the one who like I, I realized I was like oh this is dieting this is what real dieting is this is what actually like doing it really is and figuring it out so I saw that lifestyle and she the things that I changed, I just changed to just drinking like zero calorie tea, like Arizona iced tea and, sure. and drinking more water and stuff. But, you know, like I never put myself on that strict, strict, I cannot do this. And I think that's no. the mental version. Cause I, if I know I can, then I don't feel I have to, like, right. I don't, it's not a, it's not like on my mind all the time. If I know I can't eat, that's the hardest part of the mental of sure. saying like, Oh, I can't eat it. Then you, you want to I mean, do it even exactly. more. Exactly. <laughs> it's just for your choice. But I love that you said, because I was going to ask you, what has been your favorite cheat food during COVID? But it's probably the ice cream and cookies. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll uh, go to like get some baked cookies from Ralph's and I'll put that in the microwave. It'll warm it up 30 seconds. Aren't those put some good? Ice. And it's just Ralph's grocery store. <laughs> they're Amazing. so good. They're soft. They're so, yes. I mean, you can smell them when you go by that area and they're just Amazing. in a box. Oh, have you, if you God. haven't tried the apple cinnamon uh, ones that they have there, I highly recommend it. Oh, see, it. we would never argue over that. I am oh, like, yeah, all so the way. Good. Don't yeah. put fruit in my cookie. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I do that and uh, double chocolate, uh, chocolate uh, ones. Yeah. And then I would put like, 
uh, peanut butter, chocolate ice cream on top, oh. melted alum mode. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's that's my thing. <laughs> Chocolate sure. peanut butter, you cannot go wrong. But yeah. you can take the apple cinnamon. I'll take the okay. other Okay. Yeah, I got awesome. you. Yeah, the double chocolate too. <laughs> but with that cheat, you know, just like you said, even though you don't diet, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine weighing food. And some people are so, it's got to be about. so stressful. Um, yeah. But you know, we're both very physical, obviously. But you know, even you know, you can eat whatever you want. But you know, in your own head, because you're educated and you know your body. If you eat a ton, if you go to Ralph's and just like blitz it, you know that it's a calorie and deficit, surplus and deficit, and you would work yeah. it off. You're not, because you can say you can eat whatever you want, but you're also extremely in tune to your body and, and right. very physical. So. so there was a month uh, during COVID. So after my water diet, and I think a little before it actually, um, but uh, pretty much right after it, I was working um, a lot from my laptop and working on uh, a few projects. So I wasn't able to literally work out for like a month. Um, I wasn't able to train like I usually do. So I did gain weight and it was like the fattest quote unquote. I still had some sort of abs, but I, I personally noticed, I was like, I can grab my stomach here and I never <laughs> used to grab it here, you know? And so um, I really, of course, really realized, even though I was eating healthier than I ever had, I was drinking water like I ever had, um, I still need to work out. I still needed to do that, that um, the, the training that I usually do. So the thing mentally, though, as an athlete, you always know that you can get back into where you can get. So I kind of- Muscle memory, we have Yeah, it. yeah. And it would be two weeks and I was like, boom, I'm done, back. But that's also a- I banked on that a little bit too much because I was like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then I got to a point where I was just like, yeah, I'm not good with this. I got <laughs> to get back into shape. Totally. So, yeah, I just went You get in front of that mirror and you're like, oh, hell yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so back at it. And, uh, and again, I think it's highly, I got to stress, like you got to do the things that you enjoy. Like I cannot do things that it's like, if it's, if I'm thinking that I'm working out, it's difficult for me. But if I'm just going to play or if I'm going to learn something, mm -hmm. then I can do that for all the time that I need to. And it's just fun, you know? So make sure that you're- For people that get so sick of the monotony. And, yeah. and now with the gym closing, that's, that's another excuse. Well, I hate the treadmill and now I don't go to the gym, so I'm not going to do anything. And right. instead, you're always diversifying your mind by learning the martial arts as you're going there. And then yep. you don't get bored because I'm extremely ADHD with, with my stuff too, but- I'm kind of going crazy because there's only so many things I can do right now being injured. So I have to like rotate among those, but I still make it fun. Like I'll be in the Peloton and every commercial break, if I'm watching TV, I go lift and my place yeah. go back and forth. And then I just right. pace back and forth or do wall pushups, just something different. But that's cool. Anyway, yeah. Yes. I worked on um, getting new skills. So like I was saying about the flexibility, I also, um, spend time trying to get a better handstand like that even though i flip around in gymnastics all the time i never actually had a super strong long lasting handstand so i i make goals mini goals for myself in order to be able to get that and i did not realize how much energy and how tiring that is like when you're i was doing um uh, handstands on a wall for a minute and eight reps of that so i did eight minutes of uh, just holding handstands and your shoulders are shot. By Did the end you of add the push-ups to that? No, no, no. I was vertical? just holding it. You're just, you're just holding it, just holding the stand. It's all your body weight just holding on that, you know, yeah. and in order to get the position. And then obviously 
trying to hold it for longer in time. And I get competitive with myself. Of course, it's a competition. Mm-hmm. I record myself. I look at my form. That's not great. I got to do it again. And little do you know, two hours goes by and you've just been working on trying to get a, a 15 second handstand for two hours. You know, <laughs> like it's something oh like that, and, but it, it works you out. And so giving yourself little goals, like I want to have in three months, I want to have splits like this. I want to have a handstand that's 30 seconds in three months mm-hmm. um, or less. Do shorter goals if you know that three months is too long for you. Do a month, do two weeks and make sure that you're seeing different types of progression that you can record. So if you couldn't hold a handstand for more than two seconds, after a week, if you have five seconds, that gives you uh, in your brain a, hey, I'm doing something and you really feel it and doing stuffing. And so give yourself goals that it's not like I'm going to lose 60 pounds in six months, that kind of stuff. Like it, it doesn't work for me because like yeah. you can easily push that off. But if you're like, if it's something in a goal that you can reach in a week or less mm-hmm. or two weeks or something like that keeps people usually more on track and, and it allows you to, okay, now I got to here and now I'm going to move on to here. So Try Such to give a wonderful reminder, absolutely. Because like, if someone had to lose 60 pounds, that's extremely daunting. And then you have to be social, all of these things. So, wow, you have been amazing. So just a couple of things I want to make, I will put all of your links, but you had mentioned Dune in, 20, in 2021. Tell us about the film that you're going to be in. Oh, so um, we were doing um, uh, an additional part to the scene. They had already uh, filmed the main uh, portion, but we did a dream sequence. So they had us um, do mocap for that. I was doing motion oh, capture. Cool. Um, so you won't necessarily see me, but you'll see the the the, the fight scenes. Your likeness and, and everything. For yeah. Sure. Um, and they had replicated us for a bunch of the fight scenes. And it was really cool. We were doing like um, fight scenes to make a whole army versus uh, different types of uh, characters and going going back and forth and such. So um, when I saw the trailer came out, I was like, oh, okay, this is this is a good movie. I was happy about it. You know, sometimes you get kind of like, it's and you're good or not. super embarrassed, <laughs> you know? Totally. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, that was something. And then as I got back on danger force as a stunt actor, since I, I still do acting as well. Um, and especially now in COVID, um, a lot of stunt performers are uh, that can act are being hired uh, a lot more because you can do both. And of course, production want to save money and COVID has, so you don't have views. So, um, yeah, um, Danger Force was really fun. I just Wonderful. was on um, Fear of the Walking Dead in Texas, Austin, Texas. Great. Um, and yeah, it's 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 been it's been good because productions are starting to come back, you know, and you start to do different things. Um, Did you shoot in Austin during COVID? Yeah, I just it was two weeks ago actually. Good I for just you. Got back. Yeah, so. Um, that was the first time I was on a plane in eight months. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was, they, they got, so they give you a lot of, of COVID tests. So I got one before I got on the plane and I got, and I got a few while I was there and I was only on set for one day and I was there for seven days. You know, wow. So, so they kept you. us quarantined and stuff like that. So sure. Yeah, they're, they're very, very careful in COVID, but um, uh, yeah, they'll, they're making sure that, Hey, you're good. You're still good. You're good. You're good. You're good. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Are you good? Though? And they'll replace, they'll replace an actor in two seconds. If, if, if they get sick, they'll pull somebody, even if they're like not a hundred percent qualified. So yeah, some of oh, these, uh, some of these shows get shut down, have gotten shut down because people won't set got COVID. Yeah. And so that's, it's a hard, it's a hard truth that we're dealing with right now. You know, um, hopefully in the next year it'll start we'll we'll either adjust or things will be a lot better you know Mm -hmm. we can get back to a little bit more normality but i will say that i do 
I do appreciate it because um, the one thing that stuck out is that they kept it to a 10 hour day. Um, they said that we're not able to go over 10 hour days at all. Sure. Um, of course, we do like our overtime for money. Golden time. <laughs> yeah, golden ching, time. Ching, ching, ching. <laughs> but, but what they were stressing is that people, people's immune systems get shut down from getting overworked. And that's yep. where they're most vulnerable. And so, and we really didn't think so much about how crazy people get pushed on set, you know, for hours and hours. And it's, it's, it's terrible, honestly, uh, to, to be put in that position. If I'm on set for 12 to 14 hours a day, and a lot of times stunts will come last, they'll yes. give us, they'll have us sit around for 12 hours and then yep. they'll be like, you get 30 minutes, go. And I'm like, I didn't warm up. I'm going <laughs> to, and that's where a lot of injuries and mistakes that's happen. Where, that's why I got injured. Sit around, right. sit around, sit around. Right. Try to keep yourself sharp. I think I went to Starbucks 18 times. I'm like, and then you're like <laughs> super jittery on caffeine. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a lot. No, but you pay close attention. And I'm sure, I mean, if you can recommend, do you take vitamin D or anything else during this time, like turmeric or apple cider vinegar to keep yourself extra healthy? So you know more about that than I do. Like I said, I'm not really great on the sure. nutrition side, but I, I would always just take vitamin C. That yeah. If I ever, like That's that perfect. was my, my main thing when I was a kid and growing up. Mm-hmm. And even now, if I ever get a cold or anything, I just take two vitamin C tablets. And I'm done, sure. you know? Well, we're all lacking vitamin D in LA because even though there's a lot of sunshine, it's covered It's covered with a layer of, like, you know, the pollution Smog, and everything like that. Yeah, so, yeah. although less less right now, but still coming back. So anyway. well, That's good to know. I need to go to my local pharmacy. Vitamin. We will follow you. I'll put all the links below in the podcast. You have been an absolute mm-hmm. pleasure. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And that was Hollywood stuntman Jervan Swerve Bramble who challenges his body to the max through ever-changing methods for top physicality and nutrition. You can find all of his links below in the podcast notes. Please stay tuned in next week for my interview with Gay Thornton and her alternative medicine methods for healing the body. We appreciate you for listening, and please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary, Tuned In, or at Believe.com. You can reach out to me for any questions or topics that you'd like covered on the show at Ann McDaniels. And I'll see you next time on So Cal Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.